But let's welcome in our next guest from sportsfreak.co.nz. It is the one, the only, Mr. Graham Beasley, who uh, no doubt has got a very full life at the moment, paying the bills, looking after family, and finding a way to cram all this bloody sport into our lives. Freak. How are you, mate? Afternoon, Daniel. Um, there's a fair bit on, isn't it? It's fair to say. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So how are you picking and choosing this weekend? How, how are we burning our brownie points? Or is it literally shut the front door, pull the curtains? Of course, you'll have your phone attached. P- pithy comments from you need to be heard on uh, Twitter especially. And what, you're yeah. just going to watch as much as possible and, you know, buggy your performance at work next week? Well, I pretty much put a line through this weekend. Um, I did watch all of the Black Caps game last night, so I haven't, I haven't been up for long. Um, and where's well, it tonight? I mean, it's just so much on, um, including um, India versus Pakistan. The you know the once every four years clash between those two sides um, in front of a crowd where Pakistan aren't allowed to attend. So there's a lot on. Obviously, the um, Wales Argentina quarter final at four, I think it is, and then the All Blacks at eight. So um, yeah, there is a fair bit on. Graham, what's your call on the uh, Pakistan Indian game? What's your feeling there? My my guts is India. You might think yeah, otherwise. My guts is India. I think the whole the whole crowd aspect I think comes into play there. Um, it's quite hard to get a read on this Pakistani team, and that's I know that's kind of a cliche, isn't it? It's always hard to get a read on the Pakistani team at a World Cup. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think they're capable of beating anyone, but they could also lose to anyone. Um, but I think just India, just with that momentum coming along, but. I'll tell you what, I'm really starting to worry about Australia. They just seem to be completely underdone. Um, they've got some strange selections going on, short of spinners, etc. Um, I know they've played two tough games yeah, against India and South Africa, but it's not the fact that they've lost those games. It's the fact they've been hammered in both of them. Um, and yeah. I think they, uh, they, they're in an awful lot of trouble. Yeah, they are in a spot of bother for sure, especially if they're going to roll out the same sort of side as Grant and I discussed earlier. Certainly not, the balance is not there. But, Graham, I've said this to you many times over these. I just don't trust them, mate. I don't trust them until they're oh, out. No. Well, that's the main thing in their favour, isn't it, is that they are Australian. And so, you know, they'll find some way to get through. And, and you know, they'll, they'll beat someone because of a rain delay or something like that and, and sort of get through the semis from there. But, I mean, apart from that, uh, I, I don't see what's going on. I mean, I don't see how you can go to a World Cup expecting to play Cameron Green and then win. Um, it's just, oh, yeah, and, oh. and, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the players seem a bit past it. I'm not sure the Lubbershans is really an ODI player. Um, and, yeah, it's glorious, really, isn't it? Cameron Green, you mean the second coming of Keith Miller? Come on. Uh, Greatest yeah, player on two legs, isn't he? Greatest Callison. player on two legs. Anyway, uh, I'll leave that alone. Guys, I know, and, I think, and I respect both of your opinions on cricket, and I think you're probably right. I think India do win this game. But from the narrative and the pure fascination of how that whole dynamic would work, you want Pakistan to win, Graham, don't you? Oh, I absolutely want Pakistan to win that. It would be fantastic. Yeah, a nice little ride in the crowds would add that extra bit of flavour too, wouldn't it, really? Um, so, I think yeah, no, all I of their visas Pakistan. would be all of their visas would be revoked if they won this game, Graham. <laughs> and good luck getting on the bus back to the hotel afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something like that. Uh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And, and like before we move off the cricket and go to the Rugby World Cup with you, 
the New Zealand performance? You watched every single moment of it. What stood out? Um, well, I was pleased to see Kane come back. Um, yeah, I heard you talking earlier. It's, it's really tough for him. He hasn't played cricket for six months. Um, okay, he's done all the training that he that he can do and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I thought for him to come back, it was quite tricky when he started. Um, the ball was doing a fair bit, and just yeah, you know, just the concentration, and it's it's that whole line about class is permanent. But I still I'm still not sure that we've got the right side. Um, you know. Playing Chapman at seven and he, when he's not bowling just seems a bit of a luxury. I sort of wonder if yeah. they could go back to young opening and put Ravinder back to batting at seven because um, he has got that power game now, Ravinder. And you know it was a tactic they were adopting until well, it was kind of like a fortnight ago, wasn't it? When he was always coming in at seven. So I think maybe that gives the side a little bit more balance. Um, and also good to see Ferguson finding form. You know, there's been quite a bit of concern about him. And I think justified, and that his record hasn't been quite so good over the last couple of years. Um, but yeah, he he just adds that different angle to the attack. And um, yeah, no, I, I thought it was really good that he got the um, got the man of the match award. Let's move on to rugby world cup. What's going on with the world? What the fuff is going on with South Africa? Fuff to clerk dropped. They've got a five three split on the bench, Graham. The game's gone mad. The game has gone mad. <laughs> If South Africa have three back reserves, yeah, I really don't know what's going on there. Um, I mean, has he done something naughty? Because you know, there are all the whispers about the um, about a couple of All Blacks have been doing things naughty, and that's why they're not in the squad, or you know, yeah, in, in the squad for the quarterfinal. Um, I don't know. It's it's strange. Is De Pont going to definitely play on Monday? I'm not sure if that's been confirmed yet, or if he's going to wear sort of like a Phantom of the Opera mask. Um, but I think it's quite possible that the winning quarterfinalists will all be from the Northern Hemisphere. And that kind of turns the rugby world on its head, you know, given in 2015 all the, um, all the semi-finalists were from the Southern Hemisphere. I think we could have the reverse this time around. Do you take, we were discussing earlier, it was a fan's point of view or an athlete's point of view. Uh, going into yeah. this game, and I, I, I took the athlete's point of view of just time. calm down. You know, it's just another game. You just can't get too far ahead of yourself. Whereas Daniel McCarty's taken the fans' point of view, like he's combobulated Dis- and his emotion discombobulated. Discombobulate. I taught Grant a new word today. It is English is his second language, <laughs> and his roller coaster, his emotional roller coaster is all over the shop. And I'm just, I'm struggling with it in the radio. Um, studio at the moment. How do you feel about it all? Do you feel quite pensive or do you feel discombobulated? I'm feeling very discombobulated, <laughs> whatever that word is. And you know, Daniel's made that up on the spot. And I think one good thing about the game being at 8am, having you know stayed up watching television for 12 hours prior, is that um, I'll be so tired I probably will have sort of run out of sort of um, extra energy really. And, and just sort of take it as it comes. Oh, you'll be drained of piff. You'll be drained of piff. <laughs> That's a lie. Yeah, it's like a, an aging boxer, Daniel. The last thing they lose is their punch. The last <laughs> thing I'll lose is my piff. Don't worry about that. <laughs> All right. Um, so what's your gut telling you? a little bit of a vent at New Zealand rugby slash Sky Television. Um, a group of us on, on the chat, mates, who we went to the 
disappointing Ranfurly Shield loss to Hawks Bay a couple of weeks ago. <clears throat> we were saying on Monday, let's get along to the semi-final this weekend. Um, yeah, it's 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 payback, it's revenge, it's an NPC semi-final. We're all in agreement, and we all also noted that it'll be a day game too, because there's no way that anyone would be so stupid to schedule a match at 7pm up against election coverage, which happens once every three years, and people do get into the drama of that. Lo and behold, kick-off at 7.05pm. You know, it's tough enough for the NPC as it is. Yeah, if I'm go on about yellow seats, in fact, people might not go on about yellow seats because nobody will be watching it on TV even, let alone at the ground. It's just such a... It's New Zealand rugby shooting itself in the foot again. It's just stubborn. You know, people because oh, we always have that semi-final at 7 o'clock on a Saturday. You know, without reading the room, it's just extraordinary. I've got nothing to say because Graham's a thousand percent correct, isn't he? Yeah. It seems so weird. And uh, all I'll say, get out and vote. Get out and vote. Right. Well yeah, said, that. And Mr. be Beasley. thankful that you can go out and vote without bombs buzzing around. Now, yeah, there's a whole heap of, uh, you know, crap going on in this world. Go on, tell me. All Blacks, if they win, how do they do it? Um, don't be pithy. Well, I think the main reason they would do it is if Ireland kind of chokes and sort of starts thinking about all those nine previous World Cups and that kind of stuff. And, and, and people have been making the link back to the last one in Japan where the All Blacks absolutely handed Ireland a big one. Um, but Ireland weren't that great in that World Cup. They'd lost to Japan in pool play. Um, they just seem to be at a whole new level here. Um, so I guess, you know, a, a yellow or red card would help. Um, but I, I just can't really see the impact coming from the bench. Um, so for the All Blacks to win, I think they need to get out to a decent lead early and then just watch scoreboard pressure and and history take its toll from there. Um, if Ireland is yeah, the ghosts are real, time, aren't I'd, they? The ghosts are real. If we can keep this close, the ghosts of World Cup failures past are real for us. Especially if it's I close, tight, and late. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, I, I just think that we have to be in front <laughs> right from the start, really, for it to count. Yeah, I think you're right, Graham. Uh, we were talking about it, and a number of callers have actually phoned in and said, if it gets tight for Ireland and it's the last 10, 15 minutes and we're ahead, then... No, no one really thinks they can come back from that. But I think the key is is getting ahead, strong start, and trying to hold them there. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, there'll be a lot of pressure on Ireland. I mean, imagine the players, the text messages they're getting from family. We've never made it through the quarterfinals. Hopefully this is the time. The press asking them, do you think that this is the, the World Cup that'll help you get over the quarter? Like there is the ghosts of the quarterfinals. Players will just yeah, not want to hear it anymore. Um, yeah. And they won't be talking about results. They won't be talking about semis. Yeah. They'll be talking about the processes. It's it's not as if Wellington Lions fans don't talk about failures in the NPC finals, even though they're defending <laughs> champions, right, Graham? <laughs> we still talk about those more, don't we? Oh, listen to you, Daniel. Yeah, I know. Yeah, all those all those finals that we've lost and we've hosted <laughs> most of them as well. And, yeah, and and and. and and talking about being, being a Wellington fan and going to terrible rugby games, the first Rugby World Cup match I ever went to was in 1987, a Monday afternoon on top of the Millard stand, <laughs> Wales 13, Ireland 6, possibly the worst game I've ever gone to. It was just oh, dreary. Stuff. People were knocking well, it on all over the place, kicking it out on the full, and, and it was a wee bit chilly. 
Well, I hope you've enjoyed our musical anthology of Irish World Cup ineptitude because we're going to go uh, to another episode, circa 2011-2015. Uh, Beasley, thank you so can much, we, Mr. Beasley. We'll, can we, we'll can we go back to the soon. mid-80s and play a bit of Pogues? Oh, no, 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 we didn't. But, no, we, well, I think we went simple minds, didn't we? Don't you forget yeah, about Yeah, we went me. simple, yeah, yeah. Everything had to have simple a good guy sort that, of that, that angle because... Yeah, I, no, 0-8, mate. It was more about 0-8. That's the hook. that They, they can't <laughs> win a knockout game. Have a great sh- day, mate. Appreciate your time. See you, Greg. Well, no, cheers. And you. See you, Greg.